0: Talking Heads, what the hell is an NFT? Hosted by Ben and Phil starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome to Talking Heads. It's Phil and Ben on a nice Wednesday night. It is September 8th. Again, every time I say September, I just want to break out an earth, wind and fire, but I won't this time It was a one-time thing. How are you, Ben? Good, man, how you doing? Dude, I'm good. It's uh, like always, not a lot of sleep. Lots of uh, it's kind of like a roller coaster of emotions, not in a bad sense necessarily, but there's a lot going on. Some things are super exciting. Some things are make you a little bit hesitant, even if you're not in a project, but you see things that aren't necessarily great. Gas specifically is not great, (laughs) um, but other things uh, that we're going to get into tonight. And so kind of to to let everybody know what the plan is tonight. We felt like it was time to just chop it up with NFTs, and that includes kind of breaking it down from to the basics again, talking over MetaMask, talking over OpenSea, talking about you know what Coinbase looks like if you have to use that or any other platform to get your Ethereum, which we'll talk about as well, into uh, MetaMask so that you can actually get into this world of NFTs. Because at times it's easy for us to not remember how new this is, to be honest with you, because it feels mm-hmm. like we've been here for like at least 10 years. And it's only really been a few months. So we're going to try to break those things down. We're going to talk about projects that we like that we're still in projects that um, potentially we see on the horizon that we think are cool and maybe some things that are negative and everything in between. So what you got first for us, Ben? Yeah, uh, well, it's been an interesting week. Um,
1: The number one thing I think is on everybody's mind is gas, right? And yes, again, if there are new people listening, this is essentially the transaction fee that's paid to Ethereum miners to process a transaction. And because this space is growing so astronomically fast, um, that's going up. It's going yeah. up. And there are times when it'll dip back down a little bit, but it's still higher than any time really throughout the summer. Uh, I heard that OpenSea did as much revenue in the first two days of September as it did the whole month of July.
0: That wouldn't surprise me at all because I know August was absurd. And so I know September is going to be even higher because obviously um, there's just a million projects coming out a day, usually, you know, 10 to 15, it seems. Mm -hmm. Um, And and there are continual secondary sales on a lot of these bigger projects as well. So like, I I mean, for me, it's not, um, OpenSea has some things I don't enjoy and I wish they would put a little bit more time and effort into but the the root cause of it is the Ethereum blockchain and figuring out how to better interact in a way where people are not paying $150. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Paying $150 to fill up the tank on average. Exactly. So just to try to buy something right now, you're kind of paying like uh, sometimes or most of the time about $150. And again, just to reiterate, that means you pay it. And if it's a drop that you're going into, you might not actually get the item and then you lose the gas. Mm-hmm. That's the worst yeah. part. So new people, if you're brand new to the space and you said, hey, you know what? I, I like this NFT drop. It's coming out. Oh, it's a uh, Bored Ape Yacht Club. Obviously, they're already out, but it's the next one. It's the Super Not Bored Ape cl- Club. <laughs> um, excited ape and, Yacht yeah, Yacht the Super Excited <laughs> Ape Club. And, uh, and you know, you're, you like the mint price is 0.04. It's cheap relatively speaking and you're like, Oh, I'm going to go for this, but there's tons of hype and you go in there and you mm-hmm. click it and the gas is five times what the NFT will cost. And you try to push it through. And because you're new, you don't know how to interact with a contract. On that note, there are ways for people that are more veteran in the space. You can actually mm-hmm. mint from the contract, the smart contract, and it makes things go a lot easier for you. You still pay a, a high gas fee, but typically, you can get through a little bit faster. Not all the time. And so you're going straight to the website, clicking Mint, which simply means creating this NFT for you, giving you the NFT that you're going to get that is random. And you might have it on slow gas even. You are not, you have no clue. You're new to the space. So you can choose mm-hmm. to pay more to speed it up. But if you're new, Ben, how in the world would you know anything about that?
1: Yeah, exactly. So one thing I'm seeing some uh nft collections teams whatever you want to call them doing to to help at least try to get around this a little bit is this whole idea of the mint pass or like a whitelist kind of thing and and i think it's actually pretty smart because it's been a great way for some of these new collections to generate activity and engagement in the discord which we talk about discord every time we're on here it's really the app it's not just used for nfts and crypto but it's, it's a definitely a main hub for nft collectors to get a sense on what's going on with the project, who are, uh, who's the team behind it, what are people saying about it and all of this. So if you can go in the Discord, a lot of them are saying, hey, the first 1000 people who join our Discord, if you drop your wallet address, we're going to whitelist you for a presale. So what that means is you're given 24, maybe 48 hours, something like that to mint it at your leisure before the public sale. And the public sale is when people, that's when people are kind of fighting for a place in line and the thing with the ethereum network is you can jump ahead of somebody else by agreeing to pay more and then they can jump in front of you by agreeing to pay even more and it keeps going like that. So when you have this period of time it doesn't eliminate the gas prices because there's other things clogging up the network too, but it does allow you to at least have a chance.
0: Yeah, and, and I think
1: if, if you are new, so
0: and I think we've seen success stories with the mint pass idea obviously or even just the early open period where To be honest it's open to everybody a lot of these times but they're not telling everybody and so they give a heads up just in the founders chat potentially of a drop and it might be 15 minutes even but if you can get in the key there is they they're not helping with gas in that scenario because you just you can't control the gas yourself but what you are hoping is that even though they pay maybe a premium on gas they do get an nft that they've been waiting for two weeks three weeks four weeks who knows how long Um, and ensuring that hopefully they can mint however many they want. And so it's interesting. You know, there's a lot of thoughts on some, some conversations, and this is not perfect either, but if you're able to limit more, the transactions per wallet and you couldn't even go back, like it was like you can mint 10 per wallet and then it's shut off. Like, Mm -hmm. does that help? Maybe, but you know what? Some of these uh, whales, guess what they're doing? Well, they've got 27 wallets. And they're firing all at once and then they get 270 anyways. And so there's no perfect scenario. I'm intrigued with some of these ideas and mint passes and limiting things. But again, at this current state, there's no perfect answer. Well, and
1: even um, I I never know how to pronounce his name correctly, but Vitalik Buterin. Yeah. I don't know how you say his name, but I don't either, you know, created Ethereum or one of the guys. He's kind of heralded as the guy he tweeted, I think, just a day or two ago. Like, here's a proposal for a solution.
0: Yeah, I and saw that actually. It yeah,
1: something about bridging NFTs where you could drop them on one, maybe it's like yep. on Polygon or something where the gas fees are much lower because of just that way that technology works. I don't know enough about it to, to, to explain it, but and then be able to bridge that NFT back over to the mainnet, to yep. Ethereum, um, for people who want to, if they choose to. But I think you are going to see some new collections utilizing Polygon. And I, people love to hate on Polygon, but it really does work for a lot of reasons. And there are some great collections that are on it already. Zed Run is on that. Yep. Uh, House of Kiba is on that. Um, the Chicken Derby or whatever that other like. Yeah. yeah. Chicken Derby, I think that's on Polygon and it's all still using the same value of Ethereum. It's just, you have to, the reason people don't like it, it seems to me is You have to do what's called bridging it right you have to take your ethereum you bridge it over to the polygon uh blockchain and in doing that you pay a little bit of of gas but then once it's there um, you can buy and sell and trade and whatever a bunch of times for very very little gas fees the problem seems to be when you want to take it back off that blockchain bridge it back over to the ethereum mainnet to to interact with most of the nft world or to cash out your ethereum to put it back in your bank account or whatever um it takes a long time yep takes, i mean and by a long time it can be like 45 minutes so like right you know um but it can be longer too and so i think people kind of maybe just need to get over that uh because it is a way to do a drop to do a and to buy and sell from each other where you can buy something that's listed for 300 bucks and you don't have to end up paying 500.
0: Yeah. That's just, God, it's just absurd because that's not going to the collector either. And so, or sorry, the creator. And so it's just, um, again, at this moment, there's no great way. Nick says it. Well, just at least Mm -hmm. having a project, make an effort, at least if you're trying to do something and it's, and you know what, maybe it doesn't work perfectly. Maybe not every single person you wanted to get one is able to get one, but you made an effort then that's more than a lot of these things. These uh, uh, pieces are going are doing. So um, on that note, let's talk about, I don't know if you saw this, but the sevens drop where mm-hmm. the guy uh, created a contract to directly interact with their contract and instantly minted 1000 and did not. And like he paid a lot of eth- on gas, but he was able to instantly mint 1000 and there was 7,777. Now, yeah. I think that was yesterday. And then last night uh, it came out that <clears throat> supposedly again, uh, he was going to give back 500 to the community. And so there were some weird things going on there. Cause that seems, I don't know. That seems a little bit fishy to me, but I saw that. And then last night, I do not know the story enough. I'll have to look into it more, but there was like a Tiki drop and it was some dude that I've seen before. And I'm forgetting, I think his name's Frenchie and he's got a crypto punk and he was part of it with, with Hunter. And, um, And they dropped it like to some of their people, like their friends first, like 15 minutes early. And obviously they got most of it. And so a bunch of people got burned in gas and people were pissed off. I was sitting in a Twitter space last night just for about a half hour. And I was listening. I heard about this. Holy crap. There were some people just tearing into him, both of them, because it was like, dude, you basically. And and the one guy was like, do you see who's selling at the floor? it's all these people that you gave the early access to they're killing your own floor. And so, you know, the French, guy seemed like he, I don't know him. So I, I have no clue, but he seemed like he actually was hoping and working to make something right. But I just, I don't know how you think that's like a good idea to mm-hmm. so like a, a small uh, section of people that are closely tied to you. And, and it's not like a founder's thing, you know, it was like almost like buddies. So that's a little bit fishy, but anywho, I want to say hi to everybody here on the Twitch stream and on YouTube live. Don't forget to uh, hit that subscriber, that follow button. You can also always check our podcast that comes out on at latest the following Monday. It's streaming now on Spotify as well as Apple podcast. Booyah. And uh, I want to say a a special shout out to Deadheads because they are our sponsor for this show. They are great to us. They're great people. And uh, we're just very happy to have them. So um yeah i see what you've got on the uh on your screen so let's go ahead and talk a little Deadheads. right yeah let's bring it up so they did make a big
1: announcement today uh which which was pretty cool about uh episode two so it's been long awaited uh of course it is a smaller team compared to like you know traditional uh animation studios and so it does take a little bit longer to develop but A couple things that were exciting about episode two one they teased there's going to be some interesting info about the future uh, of the project in there um and i'm just kind of scrolling through the the, just the page here um and uh and the other was that um uh, sorry i'm drawing a blank now uh so so yeah number number episode coming out next friday and then oh i know the other thing Um, the episodes will begin to come out faster, uh, forward because they really needed to put together the whole lore of where the story is going, uh, and everything that's involved with, with production can happen faster because there's kind of this, this bigger vision that's being fleshed out. So,
0: uh, I
1: think episode two is going to spark off an exciting new chapter. Um, and of course we're now leading up our way towards Halloween. So. Kind of a yes. no-brainer in my opinion that uh, things like deadheads, wicked craniums, uh, there's these dead fellas that look pretty cool to me. I've seen, yeah, um, and a bunch of others uh, are going to be doing, I'm sure, great stuff for Halloween. I know specifically, deadheads is collaborating with wicked craniums and some others to do something that's really kind of charity focused for Halloween, and uh, we'll be releasing more information about that soon. But the whole idea is to. To use the the uh, attention and uh, you know engage with the community to raise some money for a great charity um, on Halloween. So excited! We're not
0: that. all getting orange Lamborghinis for Halloween. <laughs> oh no, man, maybe not. maybe not. No, that's not. great though. Is obviously a charity event when you have multiple uh, NFT spaces and communities coming together. And I'm just going to say it again. One of the best parts there's a lot of them but one of the best parts about deadheads to me is that they are really trying to bridge all of these different communities together to tell a story um to bring communities together to vibe to collaborate and all that and in, in between so that's just another way that they're trying to reach out to the entire nft space which is super rad
1: yeah and you know that's something i think is gonna you're gonna see happening more because that has craniums, whatever they could say, we're going to own Halloween. We're going to own Halloween. You know, we're better than you. We're better than you, but th- what's the point, right? That doesn't help anybody. And right. so when you really work together, um, you know, you can just do so much, so much better things. Uh, and on that note, there's a, there's a band that is launching an NFT line, uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Do you know that? Oh like, uh, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. I used like to rock with them band. back in yeah. high school, I think is when I was really banging with them
1: so they're releasing this thing called death bats uh, mm. and it's gonna have access tokens there's some really rare ones you can get that's like concert tickets for life oh that'd meet be and, sick meet, meet and greets for life stuff like that yeah. and, it's, and so like kind of like gary v with v friends um how you could get like the uh the gift goat or the facetime fox or whatever mm. um except for this will be random Like one of the things they, and I I jumped in their discord to learn more about it, but um, given that they're going to have these skulls and stuff, I'm sure they're going to be doing awesome stuff for Halloween as well. And so I wanted to go in there and learn about it. And I saw, they were like, you know, we're very aware that not all of our fans have tons of money to go spend thousands of dollars on some kind of access token. So it's going to be random. Every one of them meant the same and you may get a, you know, you may get a meet and greet for life sort of thing, but they're also being real cool about it saying like, don't count on that. You know, we're not like we're not promising you something, you know, that that you should buy it because you're probably going to get it. You know, whatever. Right. No, they're just playing it real straight. I think they've done a really, really good job, especially as you've seen really a lot of celebrities and other people um, just use their clout to like do a money grab. Right. These guys really do not seem to be doing that. They They really seem to me to be doing it the right way. And I'm pretty excited about it.
0: I think I'm right when I say this, but I was trying to find out here as you were talking. I was listening as well, but I'm like 90% sure the Avenged Sevenfold lead singer, one of his first NFTs was the Bones Club, which is one I got into a while ago, Uh, mm -hmm. and uh, he had it as his profile picture. This This was quite some time ago, but the Bones Club, I'm pretty sure... Um, he's got one of those, or a couple of them. That's cool. Yeah, I
1: saw his PFP is actually a cranium, uh, pretty okay, awesome yeah. one too. So clearly he's into that stuff. You know, it makes sense for sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just kind of jumped over here to the the Deadheads website because it, it's been updated now, and there's some new information here, just about like decentralizing Hollywood, kind of the vision, mm-hmm. uh, everything about the IP rights, um, and then just talking a bit more about the leadership. And they're making more more updates as well.
0: But for sure. And that's the key is to try to be obviously transparent about their vision and where they want to uh, things to go. And I think uh, they're doing a great job of fleshing some of that out for everybody. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I'm going to go ahead and jump on the share just for a second as we're talking about things that are very much, um, I guess, new news, suppose. Let's see here. I want, where are you? I got way too many tabs open, which is a problem. Here we go. (laughs) So we talked about this board ape yacht club. This is huge news. Um, the South of Bee's uh, auction, which started basically a week ago, and it ends tomorrow. And if you look at this price right here, it is currently at 19 million dollars for 101 Bored apes. And so that pump that jumped up to there. I think it was I think it was hanging around like five million. And then someone came in kind of early a couple days ago because usually in these type of auctions gonna be last minute bidding yeah yeah i'm gonna say the last hour
1: that last hour is gonna be real interesting
0: so i'm i'm definitely gonna keep my eyes on it because i think it i don't know where i'm not gonna try to i guess i'll predict because it's fun right we're on a show why not i'm gonna say i think it i think it's uh, i think it's above 30 maybe 35 Mm -hmm. at the end of it 35 million i think that's doable. Just because they, someone basically put this out just to kind of see where everybody was at, I think, and kind of right. set like a high ish bar. But I would be really surprised if it didn't go right around 30, I think, is a decent guess. So,
1: yeah, it seems like a power move to go ahead and just put it 1 million over that top end of the estimate.
0: Yeah, you yeah, know? for sure. For sure, and again, that that's a good point. There is, as you see, the estimate twelve to eighteen million. Nick says, "Who buys it?" One thing I think is, um, I
1: got some guesses too. Yeah, go, I, ahead go uh, first, Phil. There's
0: a couple things I could see. I could definitely see a company buying this. It's 101 Board Apes. You could use it however you want. You could use it in your marketing campaigns for everything. I could also see um, a few really rich folks getting mm-hmm. a couple of friends together and saying, yep. "Hey, let's all throw five million in." And there's whatever, six, seven of us. And mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and buy this and split it up. Um, those yep. are those are my two guesses. I don't think it'd be like a famous person buying all of them. I think it'll be a group of friends or uh, a company, a brand or something.
1: Yeah, I think it could be those things. Like I could see Netflix buying it or mm-hmm. um, Hulu or someone like that, Amazon maybe. Uh, and just, you know doing what you'd expect them to do with it yeah Um, i could see hasbro or one of those buying it too so some company like you said i definitely also considered the just group of rich friends
0: yeah just just because you could get so much like you have so much access it's like to them if you got a group of people and it was five million like okay if you're that rich that's nothing and they can mm -hmm. just hold that and then if they wanted to sell a few off because there's a couple golds in there you can get a few million for those a piece and so it's just it's interesting. I'm excited. I'm I'm like I'm bullish because Sotheby's already came out and said they're like streaming like a live event basically right after it happens and mm-hmm. I'm like that's interesting. Like do they think do they feel like there's some huge shit that's you know what I mean? Like maybe they know that there's some more offers coming and it's going to be massive. Maybe they're just doing it because it is obviously It's something different. You have NFTs in this in this type of auction that's that's relatively new after CryptoPunks, you know, kind of broke into that game. So I'm interested to see as a holder of two, um, not because I think the floor just rockets, but I think it's interesting if it does go for like a 35 or even higher than that. That could make people potentially FOMO because they're thinking, "Oh my God, 101 apes went for that." That's an average of this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're not thinking about there's some rare ones in there, right? That's the thing. There's some rare ones, yeah. And um, so it's but it's yeah, It closes at uh, what 10 o'clock
1: Eastern and tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, right over there. So again, an interesting um, as we're kind of making our way around the NFT space is obviously there's a lot of things going on, and that's just one of the one of the many. Emily says a comic, like yeah, a comic group potentially buying it and making their Mm -hmm. own. That would be freaking pretty cool. Obviously there's two already that are, uh, that are like community built. Um, So it's all just, I don't know. It's cool to me. There's um, there's the Christie's auction house happens in eight days as well. Mm -hmm. And so, and then sandwiched between it, I think is the treasure hunt, which is the last item on roadmap one. Can we just ask ourselves how many projects even get through half their roadmap one? (laughs) not many there's not much delivery it seems most of the time so let's go ahead and jump over to your screen you got janky going
1: yeah i was just thinking speaking of Christie's, um so if anybody doesn't know the janky heist and super plastic this is a really interesting one um and i'm bringing them up because they had some news today as well is it showing up okay because there's like a lot of really yeah it it is now high quality animation so it takes a minute to, to load um so this is a company that really has been in the collectible space for quite a while, and they're 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 a leader in that space. And so now they entered the NFT space just a little while ago. I'm losing track of time at this point, but I don't know, a month and a half ago, or mm-hmm. maybe two months yeah. ago, something like that. Um, and so you know, a lot of NFT collections they launch their NFT, and then they say, "Hey, there's going to be real real world application. We're going to do physicals. We're going to do a show. We're going to do whatever." These guys kind of went the other direction and said, "We already have these characters. They're already famous." uh Janky and Gugimon have millions of followers on Instagram already they are playable characters in the game Fortnite you know they're celebrities they're synthetic celebrities and so um you know they're drawing their existing crowd into the nft space and I think that's really an interesting interesting thing you're starting to see more so like again with that band Avenged Sevenfold doing that they are helping people they're not just trying to sell them nfts they're saying here's what an nft is we want to educate you want to help you understand what's going on and super plastic has done that as well with their janky heist um so like these are the you know these are actually celebrities right you can see like you can book them and stuff um Mm -hmm. for different promotional things and what have you so the big news for them today uh was the janky verse and so people who bought into this collection originally uh phil you and i were 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 involved in it we were we yep. bought into it um and the idea was th- it was like this narrative that that they had broken into christie's and yeah. um stole a bunch of you know rare collectibles and then accidentally destroyed them like broke them into pieces so you had to collect the different pieces and assemble them to create you know these these jankies here and i'll even pull it up um so the whole idea here was you can see these different characters right um mm-hmm. there's the three sets so the are the, the three pieces you got the shoes you got sort of the main body and then the head so originally you had to collect uh those pieces and then if you had them completed by a certain date uh, right they did a snapshot and they said okay if you had the shoes the body and the head of zombie Mon, for example, this character, then they drop you the airdropped dropped uh, that yep. character, the complete set of him. Right. So anyway, they've been building stuff like that out. They have gold ones. They have diamond ones. They have what's called the purple haze ones, which are like supposed to be the most coveted. And they said, and we're going to do great things with these. It's going to be awesome. You know, you're going to, you're going to love what we do with it. And every collection says that, but today yep. they, they they delivered uh, on that by saying, um, there's this chart, this jankiness chart, where you can really have a better sense of the rarity of your. Um, okay, your collectible, yeah. Uh, which is coming up at the end of the month. Then the janky versus in October following that. So this is their own metaverse, right? And once again, I feel like this is something a lot of collections say, we're going to integrate into the metaverse. We're going to be in the sandbox. We're going to be in Decentraland. Or some of them even say, we're going to make our own metaverse. Right. And, and these guys, they did, they said, we're going to make our own metaverse. And I think for a lot of people, that's a wild claim. Yep. Right. This is, this is an established company who invested already tens of millions of dollars creating these characters into like well-known big time celebrities partnering with like Steve Aoki and, um, uh, Jay Balvin and like major, major artists. Right. And so this is not like, we're going to use the funds from the mint to, you know, and that we don't have no other money in the world, (laughs) like whatever they're legit company. So with the Jankyverse, they're going to have their own coin. And they laid out this whole roadmap about how do you earn the coin just for holding and, you know, all this different stuff. And then it just kind of goes on from there. So anyway, I felt that was pretty big news. Um, you know, this is all on the website, superplastic.co uh, for anybody who wants to check it out. But, and the floor is totally affordable still. I mean, you can get these complete ones for less than 0.1. Um, yep. And the, uh, the other ones for even less. So
0: and again, you look at that price and you think, if they deliver at all, that's a steal. I would think again, not yeah, financial advice, it but it's just that's really quite low.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, compared to a lot of our NFT collections, that is quite low. Um, and of course, there's the gas problem to contend yeah, with. But sure. I know when I saw that the news, I went and grabbed two more of these complete ones. Yeah. Uh, because I thought, and I've always thought since the beginning, none of this stuff is a, is a guaranteed bet. But I felt this was a safer bet because it's not just a couple people in an undisclosed location with some cool art and you're just hoping for the best. These guys are putting the entire reputation of their business on the line. So I'm like, I just believe they're going to work their asses off to do something cool. And that's all I expect.
0: And we had the rules guy on on a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago now. And he was legit and super cool and definitely have to have them on again after this, uh, this announcement, but I'm interested to see um, like coins are always an interesting idea and thought. I love to see the, the delivery of it. I like mm. the idea that you are able to gather more of them or get more of them for holding, because again, that's just yeah. a natural way then to, to reward the people that have been riding with you, basically ride or die your fam. That's uh that's in the, the, the driver's seat or the the passenger seat riding with you. So uh again well that's interesting i know i had seen some of it but not in that much detail so i have to go after we're done i have to go poke around and read a little bit more because there's only so many hours in the day but that is something i definitely want to check out because i'm still holding i think i got like i don't know like seven or eight maybe i don't know it's a decent amount not nothing crazy but with those prices again we talk about hey i might need to go to the open sea and check it out except for gas is so shitty yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I, well, and you know, when we were first doing the original collection, we we pulled ours together to get one of those purple, yeah purple haze guys. So we kind of have that one together too. So
0: <laughs> for sure, no, it's a. I like the collection. I like physicals. I'm hoping that would be cool if you got a physical for a completed yeah. one. Like that would be I really got, cool. I got to my dude
1: that. right here. Uh, yeah, the Googiemon Chop Chop Googiemon here.
0: Uh, so and I and I love oh. stuff. I love stuff like that.
1: That's the other thing, the last thing I'll just say about about Janky here and then we can move on to other topics is that they've got these ties with like major artists already. So, and they've promised they're going to do stuff in their metaverse um, that is like exclusive opportunities to you know connect with and have exclusive opportunities with some of these big artists that they're connected to. Um so I can only imagine, I mean this is just me guessing, but there's probably going to be opportunities to get free tickets or cheap tickets to actual shows like in real life stuff you know yeah and i'm just seeing people more and more wanting okay i bought the nft and that's cool that you're airdropping me another nft and it's cool i can go online and play this game and i can walk around in decentraland as the character that's cool but like can i get you know a limited edition vinyl record from that musician or can i get shoes or like people do they're kind of going all right this digital stuff is neat but kind of want some real stuff too.
0: (laughs) I'm really glad you brought that up because I believe that with my whole heart, my whole being is that um, you're going to see people and you're already kind of seeing it where NFT space has been freaking awesome. I'm not going anywhere and the digital space is real, but at the same time people do want that interaction with real people maybe getting discounts to things, the merch, like why, why does merch sell out so well on these big projects? Well, because people want to wear that shit. It's physical. They can actually wear it. Um, on that note, I'm going to snag the uh, screen again. Yep. Speaking of physical items that were leaked or not leaked, but shared this, uh, week, a couple days ago, this was from make sure I'm on the right. I got three Twitter tabs open these are artifact which is mm. a huge studio that does collabs specifically in the nft space and these will be coming to the board ape yacht club they've been hinting about it for some time they couldn't kind, of like, kind of look like dunks they look badass um and they said this is one of a few things so they had kind of shown some sketches of like a board uh, like a boat shoe before so these were kind of i felt like more of a surprise because I was expecting more like a, like a Sperry's type shoe. So mm-hmm. people want real items and it's not just yep. merch either. There's um you know, uh, the Royal society of players. I don't know much about them, but I know they've done like live events, parties, poker tournaments, things that again, that you're able to tangibly like go to experience together. I know with an um, NBA top shot, They sent a group of people to the NBA finals game six, which was freaking insane. Talk about real world utility. You got free tickets and flown to Phoenix to watch the freaking finals. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of these things. And I think, I think that's where we're going. I really do think um, you're going to have to have some of that um, because we still are real people and we Mm -hmm. still want to have those experiences. And maybe that's like you said, cheap tickets to something, even if it was like, you hold this nft you get 50 percent off of this there was another this is a really interesting idea if you held a specific it doesn't even matter we'll say CryptoPunk or something and you hold it and then they had a deal or they bought like a that's a bad that's a bad one because they don't have ip let's just say deadheads for fun let's say deadhead just explodes because we think it will and they like <laughs> and uh um american express buys one or buys like 10 20 30 40. And then they give uh, everyone that owns a deadhead, you get an automatic. You can have the black card from American Express with zero percent like and they'll give you some benefits with the black card, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like that would be kind of cool. And like just a little extra perk just for having it because you're a part of that entire family and that organization. I saw something like that said earlier today and I was like, that's pretty cool. Like that is definitely outside the the box thinking. But you are going to see these companies and they already are buying NFTs for their brand.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think you're really going to see a lot of them um, doing this sort of thing as marketing, right? Because they're paying attention. They're noticing that people are looking at this space and going, what is this? I want to know about it. It's one of the most, whether you hate or you love NFTs, it's one of the most unique things that's been done in a long time, yep. I would say, since the internet. Yeah,
0: right. Social media, um, maybe in between. There, but yeah, yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. social no, media and internet. So, yeah.
1: Social media, I mean, it's Web3, right? So you yeah. got Web1, which is just the internet, right? Web2 is for apps. sure. Web three sure. is decentralized, and so um, I think companies are jumping into it and kind of going. I don't even need to know fully what this is. I just know there's a lot of eyeballs on it, and that's agreed. For me.
0: <laughs> that is definitely and what they're doing. I guarantee somebody's go, coming up in the room and into the marketing uh, big ass building, and he might be a peon and say, "Hey guys, uh, I've been paying attention to NFT space. If we buy this board ape, we're going to get a shit ton of views." And they're like, yeah. "What's it cost? 150k? Okay, that's fine. That's nothing." Yeah, just do. And it. They buy in right. like five seconds, right? Yep. like it's it's genius because, like you said, it's eyes on you, and that's the yep. key. yeah. Yep, yep. I'm gonna go ahead and go back to you. Throw it back to you, Ben. If you want to talk about this project, yeah, I just pulled this up because we were
1: talking about music and everything. Um, this is Tools of Rock, um, and th- I know they have big plans for um, doing some like musical events again in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. But I just gotta imagine uh, the whole thing is like celebrating rock history. Yep. And I think there's two really cool things about that. One, I'm sure they'll be engaging with major bands and doing collaborations with them and events, you know, live events, in person events, stuff like that. Um, number two, I think they've done a really good job of once again having a reason for more people to get into the space. Because if you look at the type of music that they are celebrating, it's like classic rock. Mm-hmm. And who likes classic rock? Yeah. People who are, you know, a little bit older
0: actually have some
1: money. And I think a lot of the NFT space is really trying to attract and sell to younger crowds. People who are on social media all the time, people who are up to date on new technology and people who coincidentally also often don't have money. (laughs) Right. Right. And I was telling this to the Deadheads team. I was like, I think that, you know, something that really could benefit our community is to um, to reach out to an older crowd because just speaking on behalf of like myself and my peers, you're so I'm, old, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm not old, but I'm not, I know. Old, I know. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's actually kind of perfect. Like I'm 38, right. I, I'm married. I got kids. I have some money and I'm fucking bored. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just being honest here. Right. My right. life is, my life is great. My family yeah. is awesome. All that stuff. I'm very happy with all that, but it's not exciting all that much. anymore. Yeah, for sure. But I do, I have a good job. I have a good career. I have money. And so I think, Sort of the type of person, the type of life that I'm leading is a perfect NFT buyer, and I think these guys to focus on classic rock is genius mm-hmm. because they're bringing people in who are going, I don't even know what an NFT is, but I do like classic rock, and I got right. a few hundred bucks to spare, and or a few thousand maybe, and whatever. So I'm just really going to be watching them to see what they do with um, with you know live in person musical type stuff
0: definitely i i uh i have four of the tools of rock i've talked to jj lane uh who's one of the creators quite a bit um and he seems like a great guy and Belfour, who's one of he's an ape that i've known for a long time in the board ape space he's also part of the project so i think they've got some great plans again now in the nft space with profile pictures and these aren't really necessarily profile pictures but all these mm. you know nft type gigs you've got to deliver right yeah and so the, the pressure I would say has been turned up a bit, which is actually a good, is actually a great thing long-term because what it's going to do is it's going to weed out some of these people that are just doing cash grabs. Eventually it's not there yet. People are still minting too much crap. Um, mm-hmm. But I think these projects, like even the deadheads, like we love them, but they still have to continue to deliver. Otherwise yeah. they will be forgotten. That's yep. exactly what will happen. You will be forgotten no matter where you were at one point, you got to keep delivering. And so excited obvious about the tools of rock i like the art a lot i think it's cool i like rock and roll i grew up with classic rock because my parents um and so to me it's a perfect fit i love the idea of real life concerts i love the idea of having a metaverse if you can make it really badass where you could actually see you know with vr be up close and personal with some like big bands like that would be dope from Mm -hmm. your home like you don't have to fly anywhere like that would be really cool and if you own it you just get in for free like that would be dope absolutely it's definitely an interesting time inside the NFT space. Um, when we talk about the NFT space, that again is for non-fungible token. Um, there's utility built in. Typically, sometimes that utility is just great art and that is okay too. Because really in the NFT space, what we've seen is a lot of artists be able to um, take back control and get more respect, I would say, as being a real career. I was, um, I was believe it or not, I was talking to uh, some of my students and one of them said it beautifully when he said, uh, NFTs, the way you're talking about it, sounds like uh, artists are now valued again. Mm-hmm. I said, that's true. That's beautiful. Yeah, and that's, that's from totally. a senior in high totally. school. Yep. Uh, un- unprompted, nothing, doesn't know much about NFTs, but after listening and talking for a bit, that's what he told me. And I said, that's exactly one of the reasons I love it is because mm-hmm. these artists, small, big, or in between, have a chance to really change their destiny and to get more recognition and, and get patted on the back more and see those financial gains where really that has been really hard as a, and an arts person. And I know that as a musician, it's been nearly impossible. It's really hard to make a living there. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to see that I, we support, we both do, excuse me, the beer got me burping. We su- <laughs> we support some smaller projects, smots specifically where we're we are very bullish on Sebastian. He's amazing. And then we're obviously a part of bigger projects like Deadheads, et cetera. And there's room for all of it. And we want those great people that are working really hard to succeed. And so if you're brand new to the space, we're going to go over just a couple things. These are kind of like key points, bullet points on what do I need to do to get into the NFT space for the first time? And so first and foremost, the most used digital wallet, it is not the only one. But the one that we talk about the most is MetaMask. And so MetaMask is quite simply, it is a digital wallet. I'll let let you get there and I'll come back to you, Ben. It is a digital wallet. And so that means in that MetaMask, and again, there's others as well, you can hold cryptocurrency, specifically Ethereum for the most part. You can also hold other cryptos and it holds your NFTs. So whatever that project is, it also is held within your MetaMask. And that is how you're able to interact, put your actual USD and swap it, change it into Ethereum, into your MetaMask, because that is how you then can buy from OpenSea, Mm -hmm. which is a marketplace. It's like the Amazon of NFTs or eBay of NFTs. And you can also directly link your wallet because it has a specific address for you in your wallet. You can link that to a site. So if it's a new drop that's coming up, you can connect your wallet and you can mint or just create, it's the same word, create the NFT for you. Now, there's more to it than that. But at the most basic level, having a digital wallet, again, the most used one currently is MetaMask and being able to take Ethereum or sorry, let me back up, being able to take your USD, changing it or swapping it to Ethereum, which you can do in Coinbase is probably the easiest way. Is change it there and then transfer from Coinbase directly to MetaMask. Now, depending on where you are, some states you can buy directly from MetaMask. You can get your Ethereum directly from MetaMask. That cuts out the the need to mm-hmm. to swap mm-hmm. um, and switch over from Coinbase. For me in Texas, I've got to I've got to do that extra step. It's not hard. It's copy and pasting your address, which is specific to your wallet. Now, Ben, talk to us about. What is a seed phrase? Why is it imperative that you keep it uh, very secure? And what are some other ways that you can even up the security with that?
1: Yeah, for sure. And by the way, um, I am sharing my screen. This is not my main Beautiful. go. So feel free to put yeah. it up. Um, yep. I, there's like almost nothing in here and I don't really use this, but so that's why I'm sharing it. <laughs> um, but this is essentially what the interface looks like. Um, so this is where you're able to get your account uh, this is what's called your public address. Uh, so, this is one you can share. This is how you would send money either to yourself from Coinbase or if someone else was going to send you an NFT or uh, some crypto, you could just click this and it copies it just from a click and then send that to them. Um, but from here, you, it actually also operates as your login. So, you could kind of go here and if you, you click up here on OpenSea, your MetaMask is how you log in. And you can you right. know, check your wallet here to see, you know, what you've got in the wallet, that kind of thing. And then go to your account to see what you're actually holding um, from your NFT collection. It's also how you log into other sites. So like this one yes. today, this is called Ragdolls. Um, you can connect your MetaMask from here and then you go in and just mint, all right? So you mint straight from here. Uh, they're actually doing a presale. So this is all we were talking about where they whitelisted some people mm-hmm. to do the presale who had engaged in their discord community, et cetera. Um, but yeah, so this is essentially what we call the primary, right? This is your primary sale. You're buying it originally from here and then later can buy and sell and trade them on OpenSea. There's other websites too. Rarible is one, but OpenSea is kind of the one that's mainly used.
0: It Um, is definitely the one that's getting by far the most traffic currently.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So once you have it set up, I I think you're right to me, the easiest way for a new person to get started is with Coinbase. It's a publicly Mm -hmm. traded company, it's a US based company. Uh, you can go. You link your account to there and know it's safe. Uh, your bank account, and then you buy the Ethereum. But in order to, you can actually can log into OpenSea with a Coinbase wallet as well. Yeah. Just that MetaMask tends to be the most commonly used and has the best time, easiest time interfacing with websites like this, that kind of thing.
0: So, talk about the seed phrase. Yeah, the don't, seed phrase. Don't, when Gary yeah. V DMs so you, on. don't yeah send yeah yeah. Him yeah. The seed so basically,
1: phrase. when you set up this account. Uh, it's going to feed you 12 random words. And that's basically your, that's your really like secure password. You can go to any computer anywhere in the world and download the MetaMask Chrome extension extension and integrate your wallet. If you have those 12 words, but so can anybody else. Right. So that's the thing you really want to be safe with is, um, make sure that you keep that totally secure and when i say totally secure to me the best way to secure that passphrase is to um to not store it digitally anywhere No, right so don't no, put it typically in like google doc you know in yeah, your google drive yeah. don't don't store it in your phone and like a notepad or something like that don't text it to yourself to to, to check later N- nothing like that i just personally i have it written down on paper and hidden yep um and uh you know there's other things you can do to make it even more secure like a hardware wallet yep uh, so you could get like a uh, ledger it uh, looks like this uh, a ledger or a trezor is another brand t r e z o r that actually requires you to physically tap a button so this is what i have all mine locked down with you have to actually physically tap uh, the device in order to approve any transaction, sending an NFT, buying one, selling one, whatever.
0: And that's why it's called a cold wallet because it's not live instantly. If you were happen to, to give up your password or, I mean, a million things happen. Uh, if they don't have that physical USB, they can do nothing with it. Yeah. So obviously it's all like semi scary can be because if you start, you know, if you're fortunate and you get in on some projects that, or you get a couple rare ones that are worth a lot, it can be quite intimidating even to like, I'm going to be very transparent right now. I've had a freaking ledger sitting at my house for seven weeks. I have yet to transfer my apes over because I'm like terrified and I don't like that's stupid. Like, well, you you got to send
1: something smaller over first.
0: I know. Yeah. I know, dude, believe me. I know I've looked at like 28 times and I need to do it because again, it's just imperative for things like that to, to be Stored in that in that um, cold wallet where nobody can just again mm-hmm. get your seed phrase and take it all. So, yeah, yeah seed phrase in,
1: in the chat. We have like a uh, a bot. You know, like a, I thought you were talking about box. sketchy, sketchy no, no. pickle. <laughs> so it says, Want to become famous? Oh, yeah, buy, I saw five followers. Prime, yes, sir. all hey, right, think, let's go to bigfalls.com. If we've got bots, that means we've made it right, Phil. Yeah, we have to at
0: least sort of made it. <laughs> um, at least a
1: little bit made it. If they're coming in here and think that we're worth uh, we're
0: throwing that in our chat, yeah, <laughs> you're like, Yes, please go here and put your seed phrase in. I am Gary V. Yeah. So, um, on that so note, does, of seed phrase yeah, and ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Ben. If you had something. Well, there. I was
1: gonna. I was just gonna say I'd like to go a little bit to the kind of 102 level because I'm. Yes. I know we always want to embrace new people. Absolutely. This space, but I know a lot of people who do tune in live um know some of this basic stuff a little bit already too. So there's one other thing I'd like to jump into, just like one, yeah. just one layer deeper, if 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 that's cool.
0: No, dude, we cannot right. do that. I'm sorry. Yes. By the <laughs> way, bro. <laughs> I mean,
1: unless you were in this, about to jump into something else. No, you're good. Um. So what I wanted to do, so I'm just back. I just kind of clicked on a deadhead here, right? Um. But what I want to do is just give some tips on how you can sort of um, evaluate the health of a collection. Like should I on the secondary, right? So one that's been out for a little bit already, because sometimes a collection will launch and then it either stagnates or it goes up or it goes to like nothing. It's kind of, yeah. And some of them will just be more slow, steady growth. But if you're new or you're not new, but this given collection is new to you, then, um, it can be hard to determine like, does this one still have a chance? Are they building? And we've talked about discord. Like you can go in discord and kind of figure some of that out, but I want to just share some thoughts that I've had in ways that I have um, been able to, to sort of uh, assess some of that. So here's what I do. Uh, First, I just look at the collection itself and I want to see how many are there? How many owners are there? what's the floor price and then the volume traded. And so there's kind of some layers to that. So number one, when I look and I see 10,000, exactly 10,000 items, that tells me they sold out, right? So from the beginning, it was popular when it started. So I know that by now, right? Because if it said, you know, 8,301 or something, I mean, they don't do that exact numbers on here, but that would tell me, I, I doubt a collection would exactly do some weird number like that. They might do that right. like 7,777 or yep. 8888 or even 8000 yep. even but you can tell generally speaking whether a collection sold out or not just by seeing if it's like a number that makes sense here right and by the way jump in i mean i'm sure, i know you did this stuff too phil so no you're good you, dude thoughts you want to add um you're good. then you look at the number of owners this just gives you a sense of distribution how many people are involved in the project um and you know are still engaged this is a collection that's been out for uh gosh over two months now which is like forever yep. in the nft space so how many people are still on board um and really participating in it and it gives you a sense like so you can kind of see on average the average person's holding three right if you just look yep. at these two numbers um i, I just want to i want to drive yeah. that home a little yeah, bit yeah. more yep go for it. my I,
0: I would say like my my most bullish case scenario for any uh collection that i'm looking at obviously the floor is like important but like the number one for me is what's your unique ownership because if you have 10,000 and there's let's say the floor is 0.5 and you're like oh my god or it's even higher let's just say one ETH, you're like holy crap like this thing's massive i think it's going to keep going up Mm -hmm. but then you look and there's only 800 unique owners that are holding 10,000 guess what happens shortly after that starts getting up you know doubling in unique owners those original 800 just dump them on you and then they're gone and Mm so to me obviously the higher that unique ownership can go and that just means like myself and Ben we would both be one unique owner because yeah. if we we both have at least one deadhead and it doesn't matter if i have 10 it doesn't matter if i have 137 or 2000 like Ben or you know 12 like me <laughs> um we all count as just one cuz we are a unique owner and so 3000 uh, 3. 3.3k that's that's uh, i think that's a pretty good number a healthy number yeah. now i would i'd be lying if i said i'd love if it was like Thirty-five or even four. Like, can you imagine? Because right. then, what you so think that's about one of the is, metrics
1: to track, right? Is it going yes, up?
0: Because yeah. as it goes up, here's the way to look at it: the the more unique owners, the better chance that the floor can sustain if there's a bear market, and because you have more, as we call them, diamond hands, meaning they're not looking to flip shit all the time. That doesn't mean you don't have any flippers, but you mm-hmm. have a less percentage. And some of those, some of those deadheads, if you're at five thousand unique owners. Some of those are never being sold. And so what that does is is the more people
1: you have, the more, the higher chances that, that those people might just have one or two and are going, this is my last one. I don't want to sell this for almost any price, which is what you've seen happen with the board apes.
0: Yes. Like everybody I talked
1: to you and other friends I have who have an ape are, I'm like, what would you sell it for? And they're like, I don't think I could ever sell it. Yeah. You know, or it, they might it, say, it, uh, I'll sell it for, you know, $2 million or something.
0: Yeah, you know? for sure. It's something that's way off in the distance. And so obviously unique ownership is a big one for me. The other thing besides floor price, I know you're going to get there is mm-hmm. I'd love you to look at, not right now. I want you to go floor price next is check how many are actually for sale. Cause that's a yeah. big thing for me. Yeah. Go fact, ahead and just, talk so about just by, Just by price. clicking
1: on floor price, I can see that. Right. So when I click on floor price, it both sorts it by the cheapest ones available. And then it also gives you the number of results that are available by now. Yep. Right. So we've got about 25%, roughly a quarter of these. So nearly 75% of people who are in this collection are saying, mine's not for sale. Um, And so the other part of that too is if you, and I'll come back to volume traded, but I'm just gonna click on this one here. So you got your little side Mohawk dude. Uh-huh. um if i go down here this is going to take me to ether scan okay so this is showing this is so this is this kind of 102 level i wanted to go to uh this is showing the transaction from when it was originally minted on june 30th so this collection came out on june 30th gas was not as bad back then <laughs> uh Believe and this person not. minted two okay so they minted two deadheads. um that's however many they wanted to do or could afford to do or whatever. Uh, they minted them for, you can look at this price here. Yep. I'm oh, sorry, that's a transaction fee. This is what they paid. So yep. 0.09 per deadhead, uh, total of 0.18. And this is what they paid in gas. So there probably was a little bit of, this is like a cute gas war.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I sure know, that. it's this like thing. This probably was yeah. considered
1: a gas where to pay a hundred bucks to mint two. Yes, FTS. they
0: sold out really fast. Like that was big, yeah.
1: Exactly, they sold out in like thirty minutes, I think. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and to have paid fifty dollars each mm-hmm. in fees on top of the actual mint price was probably a big deal at that time. <laughs> These days, with yes. gas gotten to what it you'd is, you'd be like,
0: "Oh hell yeah!" You'd be doing shots, bro. Right,
1: you <laughs> <gotta pay $50 laughs> gas fee. But to me this is this is one way to check it cuz you you know if you're new to if you just heard, learned about deadheads today maybe someone is just watching this and going, deadheads that, man, looks kind of cool let me go check it out but how is it doing well we saw the floor price was like 0.15 yep and here you can see the original price is 0.09 yep. so it's up from 0.09 but you can also see ethereum right was, it was a yeah a lot lower at 2276 <laughs> yeah. so it's just you know it's and i'm again this is just one example but it's just a way to say okay uh it's up from where it was it has not shot through the roof um but clearly there's still activity happening here because one of the signs of a project that is either not doing well it doesn't mean it's gonna fail but definitely a sign of a project that's not doing well is that people are are already willing to sell it for less than they bought it for yep um, or less than the original mint price at least. So the value has gone down from origination, usually not a good sign. So to me, whenever the floor price is above, I actually love when it's above the original mint price, but not by a ton. Right. I'm like, that means there's still something here, but it's also affordable to get in on. Um, which brings us to this whole volume thing. This is something I always check before I buy anything. Cause I want to see, has it already done this hockey stick thing, this sort of parabolic effect? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think Board Apes is one of the only ones that has done that and probably still worth buying if you had the money, Mm -hmm. Uh, just because it's become such an icon at this point. But I look to check that, and then I also look at this history. Are people buying them? Like if I bought one and for some reason I just really needed to get my money back out really soon, um, is there a market? Is there an active buying market? And you can see here, like if you look and you see the last sale was 15 days ago, not a great sign even, Mm -hmm. even if it's three, four days ago, not a good sign. Um, but are you going to guarantee get a return on your investment? Are you even going to get the same amount out of it that you paid for it? Maybe, maybe not. But when you see there's activity like this, then, you know, there's still an active market, right? People are buying and selling them. So anyway, what what else do you want to add here?
0: I think that's, I think that coverage is good. Yeah. I think looking at what you just showed there, the trading history is, is important because you could get caught up. Oh my God, the floor is this. And then mm-hmm. you look and there hasn't been one sold in a week or something. Like, yeah, it's kind that of, that means it's like
1: the steadiest floor in all of OpenSea, I feel like <laughs> it's just like, it is pretty damn steady. Average line here, you know, which uh, to me is kind of like a build phase sort of thing going on.
0: Yeah. And I uh, oh. obviously, yeah, go ahead. Go, no,
1: that's no, what you're going to say.
0: I was just going to say, obviously, we both believe uh, Deadheads and Ben's part of the team now in official capacity. um, We both believe that this is just the beginning. Like there's one episode out. Episode two two is coming. There is so much more ahead that um, I have to say not financial advice, but Deadheads has got to be one. If you're new, just look at it. You know, point one five isn't too bad for something that is planning on being here for such a longer time than so many of the other things. And they are delivering. We talked about delivering. They have an episode out. It was cool. Like Ben said, they want to obviously now that they're kind of in a rhythm, they're going to be able to churn these out a little bit faster, but still with the same quality. Also Ben, because I'm thinking about it right now, you don't have to give too much away, obviously, but (laughs) near the end of this first season, Mm -hmm. what is that? thing that someone could potentially do if they wanted to, if they had a deadhead.
1: Yeah. So this is something that's been talked about since the very beginning with deadheads. Um, and I guess it's kind of becoming the deadhead show here. So <laughs> sorry for anybody that's else. Okay. No, you're good things, but um, if I can get back to the collection, my computer's freezing up. Um, some people have said that some of the ones down here at the floor price are just not all that cool looking. Right. Right. Which I think just the art style in general is very cool on all of them but there's no denying that some of these are more ordinary looking humans or ones that have like outfits that don't seem to work together Um, Mm -hmm. you know that people just don't necessarily love them as much right Right. so people have been saying you know from the beginning maybe the uh, project leaders could use the funds from the initial mint and from secondary sales to basically sweep up these characters that are on the floor and eliminate them burn them so they mm-hmm. out of circulation and everything that's left are all really cool ones, or at least, you know, at least a sort of baseline level of cool. And it was decided that, you know, it'd be kind of a shame to just like eliminate them if somebody might want them. So instead it was decided, Hey, if you got this guy and you don't like the way that looks, you know um, you can burn him. Mm-hmm. at the end of the season, you'll be able to take the deadhead you have and eliminate it from the collection and get something new instead, a new character, uh, that has not been revealed yet what they are, but mm-hmm. I think people are going to be pretty excited about it. And, it, and it, it's, again, like everything else with the project, it's all about putting it into the community's hands.
0: For sure. A, you know,
1: If there's a character you don't like, then you're the one who has the opportunity to eliminate them from the collection, not us. We're not going to do it. You can do
0: it. Yeah, it's in um, your hands. So. You have the, the keys to the car. Cool. So um, obviously this has been a great stream. We're going to go a little bit longer because this is about the top. It is actually about the top of the hour. Um, a couple things I did want to bring up is I wanted to plug our Sunday first ever mega stream Ben and I will be talking with six to seven folks. And I actually have the list right in front of me. I was writing it down, making sure it was firm, but so we're starting at, uh, I'll talk in Eastern standard time, even though I'm in central standard time at 2 PM. Um, as long as they're a little actually under the weather, they DM me today. But super nifty, the floating heads is will hopefully be feeling feeling better on Sunday at two o'clock. After that, we've got Sebastian from Smots, and then we've got at three o'clock a new drop that's happening on Tuesday, and I am going to share that after this. Is the butt heads? I've talked to Ben a little bit about that fun collection. We'll have um, at least the dev on, and potentially the artist as well. At 3.30, we have Ted's Little Dream, who is one of my favorite artists in the space. He did a couple of really, really neat pictures. If you haven't checked him out, you should check out his Twitter. It's Ted's Little Dream. He has really, really interesting creative works. Uh, there's one, if you find the one that's the flamingo with the clouds as the body, it is just, to me, it's it's beautiful art. Um, after that, at 4 o'clock, we've got Josh Ung, who is a Big time collector in the space, an awesome guy, somebody that I've known for quite a while um, in the board game community, and he's he's been really gracious. And I've DM'd with him a bunch over the last, you know, three four months. He's going to come in and talk about the NFT space, and he is absolutely a veteran and uh, just a big brain in the space. And then we also have at five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Grant from House of Kiba, which Ben and I are super bullish on long term. Speaking of metaverses the stuff they've been putting out for their metaverse blows my brain in half because it just looks amazing. Uh, They showed the one with like the Zed uh, run stable. And I was like, Oh my God, I have 11 horses. I cannot wait. So that if, if you want to talk about a great first mega stream, and we're going to try to do this once a month, that right there, my friends is massive. We've got, you know, OGs in the space. We've got um, collections that have been around a while that are bigger We've got a collection in smots and even the floating heads that are smaller. We got more of a one-of-one one artist in Ted's Little Dream, and we got a brand-new collection that's dropping on Tuesday. And so without further ado, I do want to give them a little love here. This is the butt heads. And just to be honest with you, the first time I saw this art, I uh, I actually laughed. Uh, and it was a good thing. It wasn't that I was laughing that it was crappy. Ha-ha, <laughs> no pun intended. But here's the butt heads. So quite literally, if you ch- check out this GIF, these are butts as heads. <laughs> and I just, the, the art is so good. And like, to me, I'm sure it's supposed know, to be
1: funny, right? I mean, they no for that. sure.
0: yeah, It's funny. But the thing that I guess that um, drew me in more that the, uh, the art is freaking awesome. Like it's actually really good. It's not like some, like, you know, you could, you know, you've seen these where like it's NFTs where they're drawing dicks or they're drawing butts and they're like really terrible and like pixelated or whatever. This is actually like legitimate art that, that like looks really good and it's hilarious. And some of the traits are like, awesome. I love the cigarette and the butt crack. Like that's hilarious to me. The fro, the little uh, uh, tiger and the zebra coat. And so one thing that they've talked about is their, their big thing is they want to collab with awesome artists. Okay. Ready for this? Guess who they already have for collabs that are going to do their art style in for butt heads. Voodoo Salad, ever heard of him? Major artist in the space, major major artist in the artist in the space. If I go ahead and pull him up just briefly, this is his Instagram. He is freaking amazing. He's got 124 thousand followers, so he has created.
1: We're not seeing the IG. We're not seeing the Instagram. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. I gotta share this. Sorry, sorry. Let me share another screen. Oopsie. I gotta show this because it just looks awesome. Because again, it's Voodoo Salad, really dope artist. Here's one of the guys that they will be collaborating with. Again, awesome artwork, 124K on his Insta, really cool, kind of psychedelic type work. Well, Very he's going to cool. create oh, I've his, seen his stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been on OpenSea a bunch, like featured really, really big time. Okay. That's one of them. I'm going to keep going back and forth here. So bear with me. Then let's go back to, let me open it up real quick. Wooden Cyclops, another really cool artist, very cool style. Um, This is another one of the collabs that's already booked. And what's cool is if you have a, I almost said deadhead, because I've got deadheads on the mind. If you have a, (laughs) if you have a butthead, you will get one of these collabs airdropped to you. You just don't know which one. And so this is Wooden Cyclops again a big time artist he's got 95,000 followers on Insta. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I like that. Middle fingers. Yeah. So, again, kind of trippy artwork and then the last one that I want to show you. Let me pull it up first before stop sharing. This is the third that they've <gasps> announced. That that, that they have announced. And so I want to be clear, there's other ones they just haven't announced them yet. So this here is DXTR the weird and I love this freaking art. So, for example, oh, I got to sign in to click on that. All right, whatever. So, again, a different style, still pretty trippy, does some Rick and Morty stuff. Mm. And so, this is a way that they're going to give back instantly to their community with airdrops from these collabs. I'm going to go back to their site one more time. But again, the artwork itself is hilarious. The butt heads. Um, they're just funny. And so i I actually saw one of the voodoo salad versions and it's really good. It's very cool. And so that's something to look forward to right off the rip. Um, also they're doing the typical where they give one away for every 10% or give two away, sorry, cute booties. And I love, if you read through this, it's just hilarious. Like some of <laughs> the wording is really funny. Another thing that's really cool is they're doing the free toilet paper. And so again, it's, it's a small thing, but to them, they wanted to do something that was charity based in a, in a way and in a sense. And so helping to clean things up for 50 dirty, dirty butts will get $50 USD voucher for who gives a crap and who gives a crap is a company that does good things. When you use their toilet paper, 50% of their profits goes to building toilets in places that desperately need them. So if you want to click ever on that, if you go to their website, who gives a crap is really, really cool. They're doing really, really cool things. And so to me, it's a really fun drop. I've gotten to know the artist and the, the developer quite well. And, uh, what makes me bullish on them is that I love the art, but the developer is really, really cool. He's really Mm -hmm. great. And he's very like, he's unbelievably, he's a perfectionist, which you should want on that type of thing. And he's extremely committed. He loves the project and he wants it to be good for the people. And he's been trying to brainstorm ways about gas. We've been having those conversations. How do I get this? How can I help maybe, um, not have gas whores now? Again, there's no perfect solution, but he's thinking about it. So that's Mm going to be on Tuesday. Which is the fourteenth, um, and I believe it's six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we're going to have them on to talk on the mega stream, so that'll be fun to talk with them. Um, anything else here at the end? Obviously, this has been a great stream. We've talked kind of everything: deadheads, we've talked about board ape, we've talked about MetaMask, Sea and everything in between. So, any last words for their, uh, for all the followers? We got a decent crew in tonight too, once again.
1: Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm sure there's a million things we could just keep talking about forever, but uh, we'll do that at like 2
0: a.m. Yeah, exactly. Sunday. Again, just a reminder, if you're in the central time zone like myself and Ben, we'll start at one o'clock. If if you like to think about Eastern Standard, that would be two o'clock to five o'clock. We might go a little bit later. We'll see. But those will be about 20 to 30 minute uh, little interviews probably about 20 minutes with all of those um, different collectors and creatives. And I'm really looking forward to it. All of them are confirmed. Again, let's all pray for us, uh, the floating heads because, again, they DM me saying, I I don't feel well, but I'm hoping I feel well on Sunday. So fingers crossed because I do really want to talk to them because I love their work. So with that, we're going to say good evening. Have a awesome end of your hump day. Uh, enjoy this last weekend before the next Dead Heads episode. Again, get hyped for that. Keep an eye on the South Bee's auction price for Board Ape Yacht Club. And as always, continue to collaborate in the space and enjoy the NFT world. Good night, everybody. This episode of Talking Heads was sponsored by Deadheads NFT. The dead will rise.